Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. I'm Andrew, and alongside me is Callum. Callum, how are we doing this evening? Oh, brilliant, mate. I've got I've got a friend in Megan here, so I'm absolutely <laughs> loving life. Yeah, um, my dog is uh, my dog's in in the studio, so to speak, today <laughs> in the in the front room. So uh, I'll probably put us off halfway through today, but I think we're in we're in good spirits. Finally, it. we have five out of six. Five out of six wins, victories to speak about, especially for for Hearts and Hibs to start the show as we usually do. Callum, we'll start with Hearts. First win since the 23rd of October. First clean sheet since the 31st of October. <sighs> Finally. It's massive. Said, said that it was not qu- not so much a must win on s- that last Saturday against Motherwell, but a win would certainly have been what was required. And then we said that it would be tight, you know, 1 or 2 now. So sometimes proves we can actually get it right. <laughs> and... You know, it's it's a it's a very big victory for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, and certainly a game that wasn't a classic. No. Minimal chances to come out on the right side of three points, where it could easily have been one point. Yeah, that's that's really positive. Well, I think a couple of weeks ago, it probably would have been a nil-nil draw, the sort yeah. of run that Hearts were in. But because they've scored a few goals in the last week against Rangers and then a couple against St Johnston. There was a little bit more belief in the team and, you know, Peter Herring just getting into the area and forcing the the opener, as it were. You know, I, I'm still not sure if he gets the final touch, but he's in he's in there, he's causing havoc and Hearts got the three points because of it. He was actually quite influential in the box, in, in, the, in the opposing box, in the Motherwell box, because uh, he actually nodded one down later on for, for McLean and another day he could maybe have done better. So Absolutely, just yeah. shows that that... Yeah, how good he is defensively, cutting out attacks and whatnot, but so influential in an attacking sense as well. Well, we said it from the off, really, that he was a fantastic player, came from absolutely nowhere. I don't think anyone in the heart support was sitting there going, oh, by the way, wait till you see this guy play. He is fantastic, you know. Mm. A complete enigma, not a clue what was going to come from him, but he's proven over the course of the season what a shrewd signing he's been he's still playing through that hernia which he's going to get an operation for in a couple of weeks so yeah. the the desires there from him and you know what a professional he is really yeah yeah. going looking at the sort of game like I said there wasn't many chances in the game but if we cut to the early stages Motherwell started well you know I think it was a Johnson flash one just wide I think yeah. Slamel probably had it covered but it was a good effort very early on in the game and then Curtis Main gets one so Curtis Main gets one disallowed. Calm, really good finish for him, but was that a foul for you? I'm still trying to work out what was it what it was actually for. Just a bit maybe a bit too aggressive in the coming together with Dickamona or I'm not sure. For me, I've seen them go both ways. I don't think there was a lot in it, but Hearts have been on the wrong end of a few decisions over the course of the week. So maybe that's just a little bit, you know, of these things evening themselves out. But there wasn't a lot in it for me, but it was important the Hearts got the three points and, you know, thankfully they did. Yeah. <laughs> Clean sheet as well. Callum, something they haven't had. When you think of Hearts, you know, and, and we've spoke quite well of the defence with, with Berra missing and, and Suter missing, how well, you know, Dicamona and, and Dunn have been playing, how we've been impressed with Smith. Uh, but first clean sheet for, for a number of weeks. So that, as well as the three points, that'll really give them confidence. Yeah, absolutely. It's the basis of a Craig Levine team that, you know, they're solid defensively, so it's good for them to get back onto that sort of even keel and, you know, 
going forward, Berra will continue to lead that that lineup, uh, and you know I think they will become a lot harder to beat now. Sets up a real, real good one on Friday night, Calm. Uh, Livingston away, not an easy place to go. I actually wanted to go and, and dig, have a dig around at some Livy stats this season about teams going to to Amonville or whatever it's called now. The Tony Macaroni. Tony Tony Mac. Only lost once this season at, at the Tony Mac, and that's included games against Hibs, Celtic, and Rangers. Yeah. You know, and, and they've only lost once. That was to St Johnston a few weeks ago or a number of weeks ago. They lost 1 0. They drew with Hearts at Tynecastle 0 0 uh, about what, a month, six weeks ago, maybe yeah, longer than that. Longer it's, than that, I think. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough game for Hearts. Oh, without, without a shadow of a doubt, Livingston is a tough place to go. They're so well organised and on their home turf, which is interesting to say the least then they know how to play on it opposing teams struggle when Hibs went through there well, Hibs didn't really put in a performance to, to merit the three points but the pitch was shocking so much and of then, the, the, the crumb wasn't it so yeah, much of the rubber crumb you've got Rangers went through there lost 1-0 Celtic 0-0 so they have they are very good at home mm-hmm. I think it will be a tough game for Hearts as a sort of mini aside. Berra, it's going to be his 200th appearance. I'm sure he's going to want to come away with three points and it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be another 1-0, 2-0 if, if Hearts are going to come away with it. And I think set pieces are key, not just attacking but defending. That's, I was that's going to say where, that, yeah. you, you spoke quite a lot actually when we mentioned Lewis in the podcast about upcoming games for teams. You were... Every time you say it, you mention the long throws in the box. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if they get a throw in anywhere within 20 yards, it's as good as a corner with Lithgow throwing it in. And they've got the boys in the middle there that can score goals. They've got Ryan Hardy back yes, from, from yeah. injury. And he's a fantastic player. He can certainly notch whenever. And A goal in fine form as well. Yeah, just that's now. it. You know, well, we've got arguably one of the best keepers in the Premiership. You know. The way he's played this season, yeah, absolutely. He's been, he's been fantastic, Liam Kelly. And... You know, when, when they do get these chances, invariably they take them. So it is going to be a tough game for Hearts. Do I think that they can go there and win? Of course. There's absolutely no no reason why they can't. And is if they're up for the battle, because that's that's what it will be, Yes. then I think they will come away with the three points. But if they go there, I know it's a Friday night live on the telly, if they go there and they don't sort of repair correctly... Livingston will get the better of them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's that is the word. That is a key. It's a battle on Friday night, and that's that's what it will be. So, even more important, you know, your betters are back. But I think it's going to be important for Hearing. We've spoken about him already, but that's that's a good game for Hearing to play. It's a good game for Steve McLean to play. People that have got experience that are used to a battle, used to that physicality. Because if you don't match Livingston's physicality, you're going you're going to struggle. Yeah, um, you're going to and, struggle unless you can play through them then you, you will struggle because they are very strong. It's not to say that they're they're dirty, you know, they don't they no. don't sort of leave the boot in at all, but they are just very very physical, you know, yeah. but so Hearts will definitely be in a game, but I, I think they can get the three points there. Livingston are you know, they went to what was it Aberdeen last night unlucky to lose 3-2, yeah. so yeah. That's they'll be it shows, yeah, yeah, it shows that as well. it takes a last minute winner to to put them down. They are they are a fantastic battling side, and Gary Holt will have them right up for this. 
whether the fact that they played Tuesday, Friday might mm. sort of eke into the players' minds. There might be a little bit of tiredness there. We don't know. So hopefully Hearts can take advantage of that, get the three points, and it really puts pressure on Celtic and Rangers who will play on Sunday. And I don't know who Kilmarnock have this weekend, but if Hearts, if Hearts win, then... Yeah, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, right they'll, well, they'll go above. They'll go above Kelly for sh- yeah. for sure, and they're right back in in this title race. So yeah. it's it's a massive game, and if they want to maintain a sort of level, having had the injuries that they've had, having had the run that they've had, to still be up there, this is a game that they need to take three points from. The last sort of point I want to to raise for for, for Hearts is the potential of Stephen Naismith becoming becoming permanent. That would be. That would be some some coup for, for Hearts to get him That's massive. permanent. Absolutely massive. He's come out and said that he'd more than happily go and sign for Hearts, which is massive if you've got a player of that quality saying that they'd like to sign for the club. It's you know, he's been fantastic. Stephen A. Smith this season has just epitomised the sort of battling spirit that Hearts have, the the quality that they've had this season. He has just been Absolutely phenomenal. I think definitely one of the player of the year nominees because because of his form and it's if if he can sign, you know, this is a guy that's that's made his money when he went to Rangers, Everton, Norwich, you know, forty forty thousand apparently that's uh, that's his wage down at down at Carroll Road. So he's he's got the money, he's sensible with his money, as there was footage this weekend He's very charitable. He's, you know, always been active in helping homeless, doing a homeless lunch for charity through in Glasgow when he was at Everton. He bought tickets for guys that were homeless to come along to uh, Goosen Park. So that's he's made his money, and you know, I'm not saying that he'd play for Hearts for free, but a great person to have in the club. Yeah, yeah he, he, would, he wouldn't turn around and say to Hearts, "Look, I want, I want yeah. twenty five, I want 15 You know, he'd he'd play for a wage that would sensible wage. Yeah. Of course. So, if if he signs, then that is that is absolutely massive. For and if he if he can return from injury in the form that, that he's shown pre injury, then I think you're right. I think there's certainly no reason why he couldn't be a nominee for for player of the season, and uh, hopefully he, he can return to that form because it'd be a real shame if he was to come back and not be there. Yeah, I the think I think he's battled back from injuries before, and he's certainly got the quality to to show. And even if he maybe loses a yard of pace in the coming years is he's sitting he's intelligent enough to know where to be, where to put the ball, etc. So I think all round that would be a fantastic signing for Hearts. But that's that's a good few months away. So we'll see what happens there. Okay, moving on to Hebs Gallant. It was the first win for, for Hebs since the sixth of October. First clean sheet as well since the thirty first of October when they when they faced Hearts. So well, if there was ever a more welcome win, it was it was certainly this one. Yep. Yeah, and probably thinking, can we play Hamilton every week? That's yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Because, well, only team that Hibs have got hundred percent record against, and it's just exactly what they needed for, from the past few weeks, which have just been brutal to watch. the The football on show, the the cohesion in the team has just not been there. And what a difference a win makes. And yeah, it might have been a piss poor 1 0, but. A win's a win. <laughs> exactly. And it's like at the end of the day, it's an away win. 
and eight away wins aren't easy to come by. No, and no. It's, a, it's a tricky on a tricky surface as well. I'm not seeing a hard place to go in terms of the atmosphere and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's on astroturf surface, so it makes it a bit of a leveler in that sense. So a win's a win, not a classic, but three points, and it just feels a bit rosy again. Yeah, I think. You beat Hamilton and you can take that confidence into what is a massive, massive week coming up for Hibs. So if if Hibs had failed to get the three points, then I think going into a game against Celtic on Sunday, all of a sudden you're worried yeah. about what could happen there because, well, you know the quality that Celtic have. I mean, that to be low on confidence going into those games yeah. could be very detrimental. So there's a little bit of a buzz back about Easter Road and hopefully that maintains into into Sunday's game where, you know, Hibs will pick up another three points. <laughs> well, that, that buzz around the place is, I think, has been epitomised by a player that I kind of actually forgot that Hibs had, if I'm honest. Lee Hindman. And, and Hindman. Yeah, I mean, he started... He started okay for Hibs. I mean, you've seen him a few times. You thought you yeah, thought there was, there, was, there was a player in there. Definitely got ability. Yeah. But he comes on at half time, Callum, and he, he changes the game. Absolutely, yeah. Martin Boyle had to go off because he took. A, I'm sorry, but the challenge from the the Hamilton goalie is a lot of people say, "Oh, keepers can get away with whatever they want," but that is assault almost on mm. on Martin Boyle and. Boyle goes off who you know we've spoken about recently for being very up and down he's he is that type of player that when he's on form he's fantastic when he's not he's you mm. know invisible so yeah Hyman comes on and really just shows exactly what he's got he was everywhere on the park and sparked Tibbs into life to to get the three points and although it was one nil that second half performance it probably deserved two or three goals from Hibs Hyman's just that type of player though Callum that we were hoping maybe Malin would be you know or, or maybe could be down the line but would be in that you know he, he comes he wants the ball all the time he takes it in the half turn he looks to pass balls forward uh, to try and bring strikers into play and it really is the player that Hibs have been missing yeah 100% and with him back it's I'm not saying everything in the garden is rosy, but you know even Lennon's come back out and started speaking to the press, so that's the effect that Emerson Hyman has had. <laughs> so, yeah, Hibs aren't a one-man team, but he was definitely a big factor. The a big well, the factor in Hibs getting the three yeah. points there, and you know Ollie Shaw is another one who we've sort of maybe not on the podcast, but certainly privately spoken about how much we. Is he great him at times, and oh, yeah. I think you know it's it's two two goals in in four days. So he's there in the right place to put the ball in the net. So he, I think there is a player there. I think he's a little bit rough around the edges, but there's definitely enough to work with. Yeah, it was a good goal actually. It was a good move, and Horgan done really well, and he put in a really really good cross. Uh, and a good finish you know he could have panicked at the back post but he just composes himself and, and sort of lifts it back across goals it's a really smart finish uh, just wish Horgan could maybe put balls in that more consistently because uh, it was about a ball in well again like we said Daryl Horgan he's the 
prototypical winger in which he you know when when he's on it he, he's brilliant but when he's not then mm-hmm. you're struggling to see what you're getting out of him and I've, I've said it umpteen times on the podcast that you see little bursts of him if he could play for 90 minutes what a player he'd be but I think that's probably the reason that he's at Hibs that you know he's got he's got these bursts where he does look quality but then yeah. there are times when he just disappears from the game so if he can show a little bit more consistency consistency yeah. then I think you got know Hibs, Hibs have got a bit of a player in them but it's just to to have had the run of form that Hibs have been on which has just been nothing short of abysmal to come back and get a win everything changes and you sort of look up a little bit more so I think it was very important to get the win should have won against St Mirren but to beat Hamilton and well Sunday Sunday's there yeah so looking at Sunday Calm it's a there's no doubt it's a tough game and uh, if you're I don't want to say clutching at straws here but if you're looking for hope uh, when you play Celtic I suppose it comes from the fact that the last away game they drew with Motherwell 1-0 they're in Europa League action on Thursday night in a massive massive, massive game for them uh, they'll be absolutely full strength and they'll put everything into this game they on Thursday to. So well they have to exactly so that's the hope you've got to take but if Celtic turn up and they perform like they've done especially in the first half against Kilmarnock it's going to be a tough afternoon for Hibs oh yeah I mean let's We've we've been over this several times. It it almost doesn't matter how well a team plays if Celtic fancy it because the resources they've got, etc. You know they can put Rogic on the bench and have you know Ryan Christie in there or you know Callum McGregor's rested. Rogic comes in. There's if they're not playing Edward up front, you know they can put Forrest up there. You know and he's scoring goals for fun. It's just. The options that they have, you know, Scott Sinclair is coming back onto form after a sticky spell. So even Malumbu, you know, we've seen what he done in the in the Premier League. I, I would probably suspect Malumbu to maybe play on Sunday. Yeah, but that was a player that that set the Premiership alight with uh, Kilmarnock last yeah. season. So um, and he's way down the pecking order. But 100%. yeah, and <laughs> you know, I don't think he's had the best start to his career at Parkheads. But there's another player that will come in and. Well, he he would get he would walk into the Hibs team, you know. Yeah. So that's the that's the sort of level, and it's it's going to be tough, of course. But as I said when we did the predictions for the week, look at what Celtic have to get something out of the game against Salzburg. I mean, you can't play for a draw because they'll probably end up getting beat. They only need a point, but it's always better to play on the front foot. So they have to put everything into that game if. They get that result. It's an early kickoff on Sunday, and that's that's what Hibs have to hope for. Maybe one or two pick up uh, a wee knock, perhaps a couple of dead legs, and you know Hibs Hibs go for it. And you know, <clears throat> Bob, would, would offer, if I offered you a point, would you would you bite my hand off? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I would never settle for a point against this lot. So I think Hibs will do it on. On Sunday, I think I think Hibs will <clears throat> Hibs will win and well, get Lennon's, themselves right yeah. back right back into the mix of things. Lennon said that there are some doubts for for Sunday. Uh, Gray, Hanlon, and I think Bartley as well. He's speaking yeah. about experienced players there, so he's come out and said something that I said when Hearts were going to be playing Celtic a while ago. Is yeah. is is 
going for legs. He said yeah. that in the press. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I sent you, I sent you the picture, and I was just like, "Are you doing his press conferences for him?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think legs is what's required. I'd love to see Hibs play the formation that St Johnston have been playing recently, where they sort of go four, holding midfielder. 3-2 yeah, yeah which that just looks I think that would suit the the midfield that Hibs have the players that Hibs have so I think if if Hibs go with that formation Milligan sitting in front of the back two which will probably be Porteous and Ambrose then I think they can certainly get something out of the game realistically all it takes is a daft foul and Stephen Mallon uh, notch one top in and that's it game over <laughs> so yeah yeah for me aye Hibs won though that's it Malin free kick no I'm not saying Malin free kick I'm <laughs> going to go Canberry overhead from 25 yards an absolute screamer but no I think Hibs have the quality to beat them a little bit of belief a little bit of confidence go right at them get stuck in don't let them settle and play and yeah can certainly come away with three points and realistically it's a massive week for Hibs they've got Rangers the following Wednesday and then Livingston at home. Now, Hibs last season had a fixture list like this. Celtic at home on the on the Sunday, Rangers on the Wednesday night, and it was Aberdeen away on the Saturday, which you know drew two each with Celtic. I've come back from 2-0 down. You thought, brilliant. Then lost the Rangers 2-1, then got absolutely horsed up at Pataudry 4-1. F.A. Ambrose had his shocker, his, his one shocker a season. And yeah, it was one point Hibs, from nine. Yeah, Hibs, yeah. Hibs can't afford to have that run this this time around because of the start that they've had. So they've already had the dodgy run. Mm. Need to be need to be looking at minimum seven points. Well, like so nicely we we said about seven points. We said Edinburgh City had a big week. Um, we we said seven points would be. A real good return from the three games they had. If you look back at Saturday's game, they had Annan Athletic and they got off to the, the perfect start with our prediction. They got three points. Um, having watched the Annan highlights, it was very Annan dominated. Yeah. I've watched the Embrace City highlights back, it was less less so. Maybe not as long highlights, I'll give it that, but it was when I when I watched the Annan highlights, I thought, well, I think Embrace City took a bit of a bat in there. Yeah. But then having watched the Embrace City ones, there was some chances that maybe weren't shown in the Annan highlights. Um, but they got the job done. They got the job done. A 2-1 win. Um, slight amendment to the starting formation or personnel positionally. Robbie McIntyre was at right back, bizarrely, when I watched the highlights back, which was quite strange. Uh, he came off injured and then Thompson goes back to, to normal position at right back and puts in a great delivery and Balotoni with a with a, an easy finish in the end. Yeah, um well, that's that's what he's been there to do. We've we've spoken about how good both the city centre halves are for getting up there and attacking the ball uh, when it comes to corners, free kicks, etc. And you know, I've actually made the note. You know, that's Conrad Balotelli's fourth goal this season. Liam Henderson was third because he got the second. So yeah, it's for your centre halves to be notching in with goals like that. It's it's key I think and I think having watched the Annan highlights I've not watched the City ones back I just watched the Annan ones and taken away from that it's a sign of champions <laughs> because they won away difficult place to go yep. without playing at their best mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. well they go 2-0 up 
So Balotone scores after a great uh, Thompson delivery. Um, so sort of laid back to him and he swung it in. It was, it was a great delivery, good header. And then Henderson's goal, Liam Henderson's goal was simple, but another really good cross in from delivery. You know, really flat, drilled in, difficult to defend. And Liam Henderson comes in the back post and, and, and taps it in, really. The equaliser, eh, sorry, the goal back for Annan, sorry. Um, yeah. I've, been, I've been there, you know, goalkeeper come up, you're, you're at full stretch to catch it, and you get a little nudge. And it, it, does, it does put you off, especially when your hands are up there. And I think that's, that's what's happened. Um, his hands were set, he's took a little bump, hands become unset, drops it as he's going down to the ground. And then as soon as it, it comes out the hands, it's really difficult to try and regather when of you've coming down at that, yeah. that speed. And unfortunately, it sort of pops out. And then the boy, the boy actually finishes it really well, to be fair. Yeah, Hooper. Yeah, Hooper, yeah, a really good finish. But until made up for it. I think uh, later on, there's a few deliveries right into the box. There's one that, one of those classics ones that no one touches. And you've yeah. seen it so many times that it can go in at the back post. But he stays alert and makes a good a good save, uh, tip it past the post. And then Balotoni with a really good block late on as well to deny a, a, almost a certain goal. So. Just proving, proving the worth, really, of having these guys when... You, don't really know what I'm saying, but uh, no, it's proving, proving the worth When the of, chips are down. Yeah, yeah having... Yeah. You need to rely on all areas of the park. You know, we've said previously, you know, our city a bit too reliant on Blair Henderson because of the amount of goals he scored but in recent weeks they're certainly proven that they've got goals from other areas and they are willing to dig in and get get the result and that is a fantastic three points down at Annie yeah. you know because they are one of the better teams in the league they do play some of the, the better football in the league and for for City to have taken six points off them so far this season it's, it's fantastic and that's why they're still top of the league yeah. so they went on to Tuesday night Massive game. First v second, Peterhead. Um, for both teams, I suppose it was a must not lose. Uh, yeah. A win for either team. I mean, both teams were quite cagey in their in their pre match. Um, try to play it down, I suppose. But it, it was a massive game, and if one team managed to get three, it would completely change things, uh, blow it right open. Uh, a point. In reality, not a bad point for either team, to be quite honest. And I think a draw was. Probably fair. Tight, but probably fair over Yeah, I think I spoke to City Man of the Match, Mark Laird, earlier, and he was saying that it was probably a, probably a fair result over the course. I think Peterhead had the better part of the first half and then uh, they, up until they got the, the opener, they were the better team, sort of really pushing City, but... When City went one 0 down, they came out, played, and more than deserved a point. So, on the course of it, it's a fairly even first half, and then both teams have had about fifteen minutes spell in the second half, in which they've been able to like uh, exert some authority on the game, mm-hmm. and both have scored when they've been on top. So, for for City, it was a must not lose because it just keeps on top of the league, keeps yep. the the small gap as it were and it's just an important point yeah the, the goal they conceded um, it was like a corner and I've seen some highlights it was a corner a bit of a scramble Brown found uh, I think Brown managed to find himself free in, in, in the six yard box to head it home uh, Blair Henderson's goal was a fantastic run from Alan Smith former yeah. Peterhead player fantastic run the right hand side 
So you're just dropping stats. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I guess his forty was ahead last season, so he he drove through the right hand side, cut yeah. it across to his his good friend Blue Henderson, who, who finishes well at, at the yeah. back post, and um, Black then gets sent off for for two yellow cards in quite quick succession. And if I'm quite honest, I was a bit nervy. I was thinking, oh, ten no, minutes to go, ten minutes to go, a bit nervy. But having looked at some highlights back, Callum, was a, I can't wait for official highlights to come out. Because there's two potential shouts or penalties for Edinburgh City quite late on. There's one that Shepard, I think he he, he goes down he goes, as he's he goes chasing, down as he, chasing the ball on the edge of the edge of the box. Right on the edge of the box. I think he gets the, pulled up for diving. Yeah, I'm not sure, but the handball one, I, I really like, want to see because that looks that looks like more of a penalty. Which I think the Shepard one wasn't too dissimilar to the penalty he got up at Arbroath, and that sort of strange running across the face yeah. of goal. Goes down. I, I, want, I want to see them both again, but official highlights maybe a bit clearer angle. But even with ten men, they were sort of creating half or getting into areas. So well, it shows the quality that they have yeah. in the squad. Really, you know, there's for a, a side that can leave Danny Garbraith on the bench. I think he's still obviously yeah, not not a hundred percent fit, but he's on the bench. They've got that sort of quality to bring on, and they don't go to him. So yeah. it's. You know they, they they've got quality all through the squad. Okay, so we four points after two games. So our prediction is almost well, it's right. almost there. So it's, it just goes to this Saturday, Elgin at home. Real inconsistent Elgin, and it, since I've been in when I was in League Two with Edinburgh City, and then obviously keeping an eye out last season with the results in this season, Elgin are just so inconsistent. They, they really are, and it, with Shane Sutherland up front, they're so dangerous. Yep. But they concede quite a lot of goals. You know, they conceded two against Albion Rovers last week. Conceded five against Still and Albion the week before. After going two nil. After going two nil up, Shane Sutherland scoring uh, tank two last week and one against uh, Still and Albion. So uh, basically, what I'm saying is, is, is almost bang on here. The last six league games will come for for Elgin. One, two, lost four. So that really is showing their, their inconsistency. Um, it won't be easy for Edinburgh City, but if they can perform to their to what we know they can do, then it should be three points. Yeah, I'd agree. I think in the reverse fixture when they went up to oh my god, the name of their stadiums has gone right out of my mind. Uh, Borough Briggs. Thank you. So when they went up there, you'll beat one nil. It was a scrappy game. I don't think either team deserved to win, but Shane Sutherland he's you know, he's there and if he gets a chance in the box he will take it. But City that day they they created enough to, to want a point, I think. Absolutely. So that was that was the second game of the season. Team still hadn't quite gelled. Yeah. So and let's be honest, they came off a pretty br- bad, bad bet Fred as well, didn't they? They took yeah. they took some not a bad bet Fred as a yeah, bit but they took they took a couple of hidings in a that. A couple of hidings and then they, they smashed Albion Rovers, which at the time you thought, oh, that's a fantastic result. But then having seen the way that Albion Rovers are going this season, then you know it's almost expected. But yeah. they went up to, to Elgin. I remember we said that we'll get a a better glimpse of how City will do after this game and you know, they were unlucky to lose that game. So, yeah. going into this week's fixture, I think that having seen you know what you're saying there, having seen the, the reverse fixture there, I think that they will pick up three points and it's pretty imperative that they do, I think, if they are wanting to, to win the league because last season, Montrose won the league with 77 points. Oh. Peterhead came second with 76. Mm. 
So yeah. that's the sort of level. Put your head up around that figure again. Yeah, let's be honest. They, the twenty four wins they got last year, they they're formidable. They just keep going. So City are going to have to match them, and in games like this at home to Elgin, if you're wanting to to win this league, you're going to have to win these games, and that's. I mean, not wanting to put any more sort of pressure on them, but you, you need to, you need to win these games. Yeah, absolutely. And seven points from this these three fixtures is massive. About three weeks ago, Calm, you highlighted this week. It was about three weeks ago you said to me, there's a week in December coming up, they go Annan, Peterhead, Elgin. And you call, and we said weeks ago, this going to be a massive week for, yeah. for, for the club. And if they can come out with seven points, it'd be, it would really show how far Ember City have have come uh, Edinburgh City were always capable uh, in League 2 onwards of picking up some really good results uh-huh. uh, on the road some really good results you know I'm thinking back to when, when I was at them we, we beat Forfar who were top of the league at time we beat our broth who ended up going up as champions we beat them twice at Gayfield we were always capable of picking up results you know and, and um, but to put a string of results together was always going to be the challenge 7 points in those 3 games that's a that's a big sign for me yeah Okay, moving on to the, the lonely Cal. Uh, last Friday night, Spartans were in action at Ainsley Park against Vale of Leven. We did predict a, a three points. I did predict actually a comfortable win, but just because of the, the nature of Vale's lack of game time in uh, the last sort of month or so. And that's what we got. Three goals either side at half time, a 6 0 win. Easy as you like. Yeah, a little bit of confidence back in, having had, I mean, it's the third league win in a row, but the. No, sorry, not th- not third league win. It's the third win in a row. Yeah. Uh, but the previous two, by the odd goal, and they have been rather nervous, shall we say. So, just just playing like they can, really. Mm-hmm. And six goals, it doesn't matter the sort of opposition. It's the win that was needed and just a lot of confidence back in that Spartans team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And goals coming from all over, uh, all over the park. You know, I, I Corbett... Corbett got one. Corbett got one. Heard got one. Yeah. Brown scored an absolute raker. Stevens got on the score sheet, and the boy Chad's got two. Yeah, McDonald with two. So, Chad you know, Morgan. Yeah. So, you know, goals coming from from all over. That's important as well. And um, when you, I suppose when you sign up your main striker, the Smith, he gets injured. It's important other players that chip are, in, chip in that are playing that area. So, so that's good as well. I think the big shot really was just that. Player of the month for November didn't score. Yeah, the absolute curse, just... the curse of player of the month. Yeah, you know, I think when Naismith won it, he got injured the next game. So it's <laughs> it's maybe not a good thing uh, to win that. <laughs> but yeah, no, he didn't didn't get on the score sheet. But when Spartans are scoring six goals, then realistically you're not needing him. His contribution was in the previous two games, five goals that drove them on to the two wins, and it's it's a better place to be now. The, the form they're showing confidence is brimming and realistically they've got a solid foundation to build on there confidence building as well Callum and they also I know this sounds pretty I don't know wishy-washy whatever but uh, they also had their team Christmas night out at the weekend there they were away at Dublin for two nights but as you're saying their confidence the group's away they've had a bit of a tough run I know it sounds whatever, you know a bit fairy tale landish but when you've had a tough run... I have no idea where you're going with I'm, this. I'm, 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 I've got a point. You, you, you're on a tough run, you start to pick up results, you go away, you have a good laugh together, a couple of nights away, 
the confidence keeps building. Team spirit, whatnot, maybe comes back. And I think now they've got three games coming up for their point of view. They'll see this as very winnable. Okay, okay. You know, they'll beat you away on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they'll beat you have struggled this season so yep. far. Yeah, we're going to talk about them. Yeah, we're going to talk about them. But they got picked up good as a last week, last weekend. But they've been on a tough run. They've then got Gretna at home. And then for them, I mean, they've got civil to finish the year. They've got civil at home. That's quite a big game. But they'll see them as three games that they can they can pick up nine points in, and that would be a good end uh, to December from Spartans c- camp's point if, of view. If they can, if they can go what would be six in a row, that would be fantastic. Considering they went two months without a win, so yeah, hundred yeah, percent. If if that's the form that they can put together, then yeah, I think having seen Dalbiti at the weekend there. Having seen Spartans a couple of times this season, I would think that they'll be are very compact. Their team that set up not to lose. They, I'll speak about them when we go on to talk about the uni. But I think that they can take three points there. Well, I'd actually be surprised if they didn't take three points there. Gretna, well, we'll go on to speak to them very about them very shortly. But they might have a manager. They might have a new manager in place by that time. Applications close on the fourteenth. So I've they, got mine in. You got yours in. Yeah, thirty man, uh, two thousand and one to two thousand and ten. Took, <laughs> took whoever to Champions League final in three seasons. I took, I took walking to the from the conference <laughs> to the Champions League in eight seasons, mate. Yeah. So, but then you know, new manager in place. But again, at home, you've got to fancy to get now. But then. Civil, civil as well it's going to be of That's course it'll be one. tough That's of course it's going to be tough you know a Jordan team uh, is always going to be difficult to play against but if Spartans have aspirations to go and win back to back titles and push to win it's a game they've got to see they've got well, to pick it up given, given the run that they had and the couple of draws that they started the season with if, if they're realistic about wanting to challenge up at the top of the league yeah. then they have to take nine points from these next three games but one game at a time, really, when you've been in the form that's they've been in hundred percent. Yeah. There's no point in looking ahead to the civil game, which is the toughest of the three. But I think start with Dalby away, get the result there, and then just keep building on that. Okay, moving on to to civil service. They were down at, at Raydale on Saturday, and they picked up a really good three points. Actually, uh, they won six 0 really comfortable. I wasn't expecting it to be as comfortable as that. I mean, they played against Gretna two weeks previous. Yeah. It was 2-1. Last minute winner. A, la- a late winner. Okay, since that point, obviously, Gretna have gone manager list, which has yeah, obviously definitely changed matters. But to go down away from home, uh, it's not always the best park at, at Raydale. Um, so that's a really good three points to bring back up the road. It's and actually, three league wins in a row as well. Yeah, there you go. Um it's a fantastic three points, six goals as well. Realistically, great performance. There's there's no much that you can say from front to back. They were on it, and what what is out? I mean, they've been getting the late late goals against Whitehill and Gretna previously. Two one wins. So then they come off the back a a bit of a pumping in the. Football Nations mm. against Genefield Swift yeah. most ridiculous name but they bounced back said that I'm expecting them to bounce back I didn't think it would be as emphatic as that but 6-0 and you know it's the usual suspects on the score sheet again yeah Froud and, and Muirhead probably taking most of the plot I think a brace each is that right? Uh, well two I each? think no. I think three of them all got two 
Right, okay, there you go. Uh, Hopkinson, Froud, Muirheads, but yeah. it's a team performance, you know. Clean civil, sheet, welcomed as well. Yeah, several seen them several times this season, and from front to back, they're, they're a very well-organised team, so to go there and... The fact that it's one nil at half time, they've absolutely battered them in the second half, just blown them away. Yeah. And for for these guys to get on the score sheet, get a little bit of confidence back, then you know, it's exactly what was required there. Mm. It's funny because when I was at Ember City and we worked under obviously worked under Gary for so long, you'd probably always say that Ember City were definitely one of the fittest teams in, in, in the league at that time. One games late on, you know, always went to the to the end went to that final whistle so it's, it's funny you're saying that they blew them away in the second half and then in the previous sentence there you said that they had two late winners in the previous couple of weeks that that's not luck that's a team that have that fitness and, and they do go you know right right to the whistle and they're going to need they're going to need that this weekend this is a big game this weekend they face Kelty who have just been knocked off top spot yep. uh, they're, in, they're in the second now uh, they, they lost last week 3-0 to, to BSC Absolute comical long goal. Yeah, no, no. At half time, uh, they go to ten men in the first half. Chalmers getting sent off. Uh, getting sent off. Sent off. <laughs> <laughs> getting sent off. Getting sent off. Uh, good player, actually. Good young player. He was at Selkirk last season. Was one of their better players. Uh, got the move up. Uh, got the move to Kelty. Um, so he'll be a loss. But then even more so, I didn't actually realise this until a couple of days ago. Husband got sent off in the game as well. So Kelty finished the game with nine men, but two of their Two of their uh, big players as well this season. Uh, husband especially is f- far too good to be playing at, at lone league level. So to miss those two, you know, Christy Gillis isn't the, the easiest of places to go. As East Kilbride found out. As East Kilbride found out. This is set up for a real nice game on Saturday. Yeah, massive. And I think that at home, Sybil are brilliant. You know, there's you're not going to get an easy game at the Christy Gillis. You're not know, just going to turn up and go away with the, uh, the three points I think East Coast without Bride. a battle anyway yeah well no that's what I'm saying you're not going to yeah. breeze past Civil and I think East Coast Bride probably thought they'd just turn up and win the game but Civil thumped them that day and you know mentioned that already from front to back boys at the back Kim Waugh Kyle Fee midfield Mark McConnell Guff they've got quality all over the park and that's not even talking about Proud and your head up top. So you go through, and I think this is going to be a very, very good game on Saturday at the Christie Gillis, and one that I'll attend. Yeah, I think it's set up to be a, a real good game. And if if Silver were to manage to get three points, they would go two points behind Kelty, and that after fifteen games, that's that's massive. Yeah, I mean, really. They've like you say three three games, three league games in a row that they've won. And to go one further, make that four, that's massive because, you know, they want to be breaking into that top five, etc. And, you know, you need to win the games against Whitehill, you need to win the games against Gretna. Uh, so they backed up that performance against East Bright, but it's not just a flash in the pan. They do win, mm-hmm. win games. So... Yeah, I think I think they'll I think they'll do it again. Well, we spoke about Spartans and their upcoming December fixtures. Well, if we look at if we look at Civil, you know they go Kelty this weekend, um, big. We've spoke about that already. 
Next week they're at home to Edgy Sport on the 22nd of December. That's, again, that, that's a win, winnable. And if you were yep. to win it, that would really extend the gap between them and, and Edgy Sport because Edgy Sport aren't far behind Civil at this moment in time. Tough, but again, one you can predict. And then obviously the end of the month with the end of the month with uh, Edinburgh Derby with with an Edinburgh Derby against Spartans, a local derby as well. You know, only what probably a mile between the two. Well, yeah, but a mile, right? But when you talk about derbies, but I'm not. But I'm talking actually a mile between the two teams, and there's a lot of players that have got history with Spartans as well. Of course, um, yeah. But more than just recently, I'm talking. You know, players of what it Spartans are youth players that have come right through. So there's a lot of history uh, between the two, a lot of uh, individuals. So. Yeah, it's a massive month for for Seville. If they were to, if they were to pick up nine points, and that would be absolutely incredible. But uh, one well, game at a time. Yeah, certainly, I mean, we we have to remain impartial regarding the last fixture. But obviously, hoping that Seville pick up six, and then Spartans pick up six, and then you know, off air will will. I think we both know who will be supporting that day. But um, it's set up if they can both take six points from six. That's an absolute. Christmas cracker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Callum, Callum. Well, just to come in there. Absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, what 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 we'll be supporting that day, Callum, is if both teams would pick up six points, it'd be football, Callum. That's who we'd be supporting that day. That's that's 100% what I meant. I mean, what way are you taking it? <laughs> okay, moving on to Ember University. Callum, you took in the fiction after your Christmas shopping out at, the, at Fort Canard. Um, you parked basically Cameron Toll and had to... Trek, I, I, I don't think there's any need for <laughs> this amount of information being disclosed because I parked in the wrong car park at Pethermill. Yes, uh, and had to make my way pretty sharpish to the ground. But took in the game with the uni and it's a game they should never have lost. Realistically, you got beat 1-0 and it's a game. They were, they were the better team. I think they created more than Dalbiti. Dalbiti set up. You can tell their loan confidence they they keep the ball well. They've got two absolute giants playing centre half, and then they've got another massive player playing just in the holding role. Who put it this way? I wouldn't like to meet in a dark alley. <laughs> but I didn't think they were they were brilliant, and I thought Uni Uni had the chances, but they missed some absolute sitters in the first half. Paddy Baird missed one, gets put through, and it's it's almost like a reluctance to shoot from him and then the chance was gone he got got crowded out I think before you go on anymore Calm right um, we, we've been suspect to using people's nicknames have you just made up a nickname there for, for Patrick Baird Paddy Baird <laughs> he was getting called Paddy on the okay, back okay right? okay I mean, fair enough fair enough I'm not I don't like <laughs> Not like making up a like nickname from there. I mean, Paddy for Patrick is a very. Yeah, like, it's not like I'm calling him Joe. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, uh, so. I. Baird had one in the first half. I think I was really impressed with the the two in the middle, uh, Finn Daniels, Daniel Yeomans and Mark Waters. I thought they were. Yeah, they were right. excellent in the middle of the park. I thought Waters range of passing was fantastic yeah. and that led to the absolute golden opportunity that the uni had in the second half mm. he floats one out and goes to the right back great touch great ball in sort of like Godinho's against Rangers it was a fantastic ball into the box Yusuf draws the keeper so the two of them sort of cancel each other out ball goes past them comes through to Kuvalainen and you know what he had enough time 
to take a touch, get a cup of tea, get one of the fantastic cakes that they sell there at Peffer Mill, watch all eight Harry Potter movies and <laughs> still be able to stroke that home. But unfortunately, went with the wrong foot for me and it goes past the post and you miss the chances that the uni miss mm. and there's always the danger that you'll get sucker punched at the end and that's what happens. And to be fair, take absolutely nothing away from the finish from Lou Sloan. Uh, ball comes over and fairly certain it was a half volley into the far corner of the net but a player I highlighted was, would be one of the better did, players yeah last week and then when I was at the game you were like watch number 10 because he's some player and well he, he showed I think you can tell that Derby are a team low on confidence based on the celebrations there was I think every single one of the bench was involved I think even the manager was involved in the pile up it was, a young manager as well so. it was just yeah there was I would say exuberance from the from the Dalbiti bench there, but did they deserve the three points? No, but they got them, and you know it's it's now the uni game that they really should have won. They go into the game next week, and this will be a tough one for them. Gala yeah. away. Last point, just on last weekend's game, Calm. We've we've bigged up the cakes so much at Peffermill. So you were quite disappointed on oh, this occasion. Aye, well, just this this didn't suit your tipple. No, there was there was carrot cake and I think it was coffee and walnut and I was like nah. So oh, aye. Um, so next time, put your order in then. Uh, well, to be fair, apparently the woman that runs the sort of coffee shop she hands hand makes the cakes, and I'm just sitting there like oh, carrot cake is so bad, <laughs> but. Hey, everyone else seemed to enjoy it. So obviously so the cakes. A, a lemon drizzle or a no, just a lemon classic? drizzle. That is so like I mean, if she'd had a Victoria sponge, I'd not bother. But you know, a little bit of like banoffee or a wee chocolate cake. Just a classic chocolate. Like oh, classic! You okay, can't well, go wrong. We'll you put can... our orders in. Ah, of course. Next time we're down at Peffermill, I'll park in the right car park. There we go. <laughs> That'll be a start. Okay, moving on. As you said, massive game this weekend. Uh, I think it's uh, one of the radio stations' game of the week. Yeah, rock. Rock Sport Rock Sports Game of the Week the, Yeah something uh, I think Rock Sport and, um, Game of the Week uh, Gala uh, Gala away 8th versus 9th 8th versus ninth. 2 points difference Between the two Ember Uni in 8th Gala ninth. It's a must not lose It's a big game It's going to yeah. be a good game I think so I mean Realistically the Uni The way they set up 4-2-3-1 By the looks of it The two guys in the middle of the park very, very assured on the ball. Mm. Lot of quality. I think uh, the the four, as it sort of were, forward players that they've got are all interchangeable. They can play, you know, so it doesn't need to be Yusef that's sitting uh, as a striker. You know, he could drop into the 10, someone else could go up. They're all very interchangeable. You know, Aiden Kemp is Aiden Kemp, Kulainen and Baird and Yusef. So they're all interchangeable. So that causes defences difficulty mm. because they are all very good in the ball. Just a little bit of luck and decision making and they would have won that game comfortably, mm. which they deserve to win the game. Let's, but I think they can go there. It's a must not lose for me. Yeah, I'm going to say I think a point would be a good result. Yeah, actually. like I don't think that if, I mean, if the Uni are wanting to to push on then it's three points that they need to take but it's a must not lose yeah. because I think if they lose that game then they're just getting dragged further down into 
the sort of mire that you're yeah. not wanting to be in. Yeah, I think a point would be a really good result. I think, if I'm honest, I think Ember Uni's Ember Uni's target is probably like mid table. I would say is is good for them. I think. I think finishing the as the best uni is mm-hmm. probably something that they are at the back of their mind. That that is a really good thing for them. I mean, still in uni see themselves as probably the sporting university in in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, years gone by, uh, you know, still in uni were far superior to to Edinburgh uni when we used to come up against them. I mean, still in uni won the the oldest of Scotland league yeah. not that long not that long ago. So, I think Edinburgh uni to to be the be- best uni. Would be really I'd be seen as a real achievement for them, um, but I think mid table is achievable for Embry Uni, and I think a point would, this weekend would go a long way in probably achieving that. Uh, well, it's important I think they bounce back. That's two in a row they've lost, and right. I mean it was a thumping that they got at the hands of BSC. Yeah. Yeah, you're nil, right. Actually, one yeah, nil at home yeah. to Dalby, so. It's important that they take something from the game, otherwise you, then it's three in a row and then you're like, oh no, what's going on here? So I think if they can take if they can take a point or maybe even three, then it'd be a fantastic result and it'd be good for them. So we'll have to see come next week. Yeah. Their remaining fixtures for December. Uh, obviously, it's gala this weekend uh, away uh, in the borders. And looking at looking at the schedule, it was apparently going to be Selkirk uh, before Christmas. So I'm not 100 percent sure if something else maybe been arranged. Uh, so I can't obviously say. But they finish with Kelty at Peffer Mill on the 29th. So not easy. I'm otherwise indisposed that day, but that 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 could be an interesting game. And then they start of the new year with Stone University away. So it would be important for them to get one back on them because they still have pumped them twice this season so yeah. big games coming up for the uni 100% yeah big games ok Cal that is, is all from, from this week's um, episode another full on show which is taking us almost up to the, the full hour again but uh, a lot covered and hopefully hopefully we can maybe go on better this week and maybe get 6 from 6 that would be, be fantastic it yeah, would be uh, tough with some of the games that teams have, but yeah, uh, it um, would be it would be something else. So it's not happened yet. So we'll hopefully have to get it one time. No, I think even at the start of the season, yeah, we've been waiting. I think I'm trying to think of any sort of worst shouts that I heard at the uni game, but it's just all far too polite. <laughs> I think that was that was any any shout. I think the worst one was for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> it's it's yeah. there you go, but. Nice guys down there. Nice guys, yeah. Uh, so, if you do have a washout, get into it. I'll probably have a few from Sunday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, the civil game on Saturday, I might be the cause of a few. <laughs> Again. That might not get read out on. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Thank you for listening. Again, if you are listening to Apple Podcasts, you know what to do. We won't bore you by uh, telling Begging you what you to do. you to rate it. Yeah, but uh, if you are listening to Apple Podcasts, Please give us a, a review. It would be much appreciated. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts and you have an iPhone, rate it. Ah, there Just you rate go. it, yeah, there ah, you go. I bullied two of my mates into doing it, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be much appreciated. And again, thank you for listening. I uh, appreciate all the feedback. I've been Andrew. I've been Callum. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.